Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're going to be going through team structure in a preparation for round zero and how things are lining up. Where can we change some things if we need to? Where do we need to lock in? Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today, you can see the, the blank chair next to me. I, I am joined by a very special guest today. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let him just introduce himself. Come on in, special guest. G'day, Mitch. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's me, Jaden Popowski. Oh. Um, it's an absolute uh, pleasure to be on the show, mate. <laughs> What a pleasant surprise. Thank you for having me on, mate. And I just want to say it again. It's me, Jaden Papowski. You can obviously tell that by the, the authentic Jaden Papowski face that's on oh, my face. Obviously, which is I was never questioning it. Correct. And just even to sort of show, I do love stats. Uh, so oh, I've, just I've just got my calculator up there on my phone, which I always have handy. ready to go. So that just further affirms that it's me, Jaden Papowski. Well, how, how are you tonight, mate? Oh, I'm good, mate. Well, first, I want to say thank you for putting me in your, uh, in your you know, all... Fantasy content creators team, mate. That's quite an honour. Well, mate, no dramas. It's it's part of the reason I'm on here actually this evening. Um, it's because I'm rethinking the lineup a little bit. When I had a, a little bit more of a think about it, I thought, why would I put a guy in defence who defends like Nick Martin? <laughs> so your t- your spot in the team could actually be in jeopardy. Um, oh no! And I've considered that perhaps there's somebody that I've missed in the team. Uh, Surely you, not. You, well, the stats man, you are. This is correct. I've gone back and I've done a deeper, deeper dig into the stats, and I think Rojo could be a smoky. I, I found out that uh, in terms of his dad chokes, they work sixty percent of the time, every time. <laughs> so it's a big stat for you. Um, I'm, I'm really considering him getting him into the team. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining us, Jaden. <laughs> Even and, if it's just in a vest role, uh, I think that it's really important that we get him in there for team morale. Uh, so, uh, absolutely, I can't, I'm like, I'm, I'm all there for you. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the Luke Rojo train. Although, beautiful. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get him in there. Let's see what the audience has to think. I, I don't think anyone really stood up for uh, Luke, so I don't think he was really missed in the community. Um, well, I think but, I, I did hear as well that there was a shock retirement post-selection, uh, so it might might open up a little bit of space in that forward line. But uh, <laughs> look, this is this is the thing. I just want to come on and make that very public apology. Again, it's me, Jaden Popowski, uh, calculator, uh, you can <laughs> see here. So um, look, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to nip back off. I'm on the next flight out, so I'll, uh, I'll jump off here and We'll get uh, get Roger back on. Hey, uh, thanks for thanks for okay. your help, mate. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast, mate. Much appreciated. Okay, I'll just I'll nip over here. Good, just good luck for the season, mate. All Thank right. you, mate. Oh, thanks, Jaden. Appreciate you coming on, mate. I'll just yeah, we'll swap you there. Thanks, mate. Oh. Thanks for that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> 
Oh, oh mate, did you, <laughs> you just missed him. Jaden was just on the podcast, mate. It was uh, good, good to have him on, mate. I think he, he had some pretty important stuff to say. So uh, um, Nothing really. Nah, I think he was just saying good day. Oh, actually, yeah. I actually overheard him saying that, um, <laughs> that he might be looking to get me at his team, which is, is positive. I'll, I'll have to... Um, I started creating the old Jaden Papowski dartboard at home, so I'll, <laughs> I might have to wind that back because uh, he's got me in the team. So thank you, Jaden. It's much appreciated. Of course. I mean, how could anyone really leave you off, really? Because uh, well, all, all the good you do to the community. I, I knew it was an oversight, so I just thought I'd get in touch with Jaden, and uh, he was happy enough to jump on the podcast. So we really appreciate that. Man, that is going to be a record for the longest bit in uh, <laughs> podcasting history. Four minutes in, and we are still talking shit. In all seriousness, Jade, we love your work, mate. Um, But seriously, at least put me at a vest. (laughs) Get him in there, man. Yeah, the dad joke's got to be worth something. (laughs) And you don't get bits like that from anyone else. Um, What are we actually talking about today? Because all I've thought about is that bit. Okay, yeah. Well, no, we're talking structures today, mate, because it's something that um, I think is... I guess we talk about it in passing a lot, but uh, but I want to spend an entire podcast just um, doing a bit of a deep dive in terms of, I guess, the options when it comes to structures. We talk about rookies defining our structures a lot, but yep. what does that actually mean? Um, so that's what we're going to be diving into today. Is there is there a structure developing as, like I guess, the popular structure? Yep. Is there maybe some weaknesses we can poke holes in that? Is there something maybe we can look to do better? So that's what we're going through today. It's certainly um, been awesome to listen to a couple of the other podcasts out there because I... I th- feel like you find when you start getting into your team, you, you kind of revert back to what feels comfortable, what feels safe. Yeah. And then when you hear a couple of the other people on the podcast say, how hey, I'm experimenting with X structure, Y structure, it kind of opens your mind up a little bit as well. So it'd be good to have a chat. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through each line kind of individually, but also try and also talk about how they will also connect with, okay, maybe taking a haircut in one line to bolster another line and why you'd be looking to do that or why not. You know, and, and yep. different different reasons such as that. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start as we always do, as all you know people do when they start opening up AFL fantasy. We start in the defense, the top of the, mm. the top of the page, and uh, I am finding that the defense line, you know, difference to the early in the season. Now, with a few injuries and things like that, I am finding it the most difficult line yeah. to get a structure that I'm happy with because of the lack of rookies, but also just the general lack of value options as well with players that have been injured, yeah. potentially not being there round one, and, and, and we'll talk about Zachy Williams soon, but... Mm. Um, what what are you seeing with uh, I guess like a structure that you're rolling with first up and um, has that changed throughout the preseason or what, what's what's your thoughts there? It has and I want to shout out Jeppo when he jumped on the podcast because yes. since we had Jeppo yes. on talking about the the lack of rookie options in defence that's completely changed my thinking about mm-hmm. how I'm looking at it. So you know I, I was up until that point just like oh Curtin can be my D six no problems no problems and then the lack of anything coming behind him in terms of job security and then like even scoring. Uh, to me has now now stood out. So every structure I've I've had since that podcast has um, had Nick Caulfield as my D six. Yep. The like you said, the question mark that now kind of pops up is the fact that Zach Williams, a guy that a lot of us have been sort of put penciling in there yeah. as a D five D six, even for some people, it hasn't played a, a pracky game just yet. No, he hasn't played a pracky game. I think he. The word is he might be playing VFL. Like he's not named um, for tonight's game. We're recording this as the Demons and Carlton game yeah. is underway. So. Um, we won't be talking about that game specifically on this podcast, but uh, by the time you listen to it, that game would have been played and he did not feature in that game. So if he's going to be there round zero, he's going to be in there without us having any sights on him at AFL level. Um, 
And if he's not there at round zero, well, then you're really going to struggle to pick him. Um, and I think you probably can't. So going to other options like yeah. uh, Marcus Windhager, like he was someone that had sat, sat, uh, sat in my team for a long time because he was cheap and, and had a potential midfield role, which we did see, but broke his hand. Uh, Heath Chapman was someone that was there for a long time. Um, mm. You know, Marty Hall, we also considered a lot at, at D6 at times as well. All these guys have just fallen over, tripped over at the finish line. So they're not really there and available for us. Um, so a lot of those guys that like that 400, 450 and cheaper, Yeah, there's not a whole lot to choose from. So I guess this begs the question is, do we then have to pay up or are there other options around those price that we are going to? And if we are going to them, are we just doing it because that's the structure we've been through this whole time? Yeah. Or do we need to think, okay, we can't force a square peg into a round hole. We've got to switch it up. That's the way I feel is is the only way is up. Um, but like you said, if you're spending that much coin in defense, mm. it leaves you a little bit thin elsewhere. I guess in a way we're somewhat fortunate this season that there's a lot of um, scope to speculate on forwards, which yep. can save some cash to be spent in, in the defense. But I very much don't want to find myself late in the preseason going to a player that I haven't even considered all preseason just for the fact that, oh, well, Zach Williams price, is... yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. You, you go up into that next bracket. Obviously, we're talking guys like Elliot Yo. We're talking guys like Jordan Clark, who's poked his head yep. up in a, in a match sim. We want to see more in this next um, upcoming game as well. Kadeen Coleman. Um, Kadeen Coleman. But you, it's starting to get pretty expensive for guys yeah, that you're yeah, looking yeah. at D5. What? Yeah, so these guys are all priced around that 70 mark. And, and for them to be worthwhile picks, you'd want to see them get close to a 90 yeah. kind of price tag, which is getting... Fairly close to that premium defender level. So um, it is a lot to ask. It's probably easier to jump from, you know, 50 points to 70 points than it is to go from 70 to 90 because then, yes. you're, then you're getting into that elite kind of territory. So you are asking, asking a lot. Um, what we might do, maybe uh, maybe while we yeah, throw the screen up and we'll just have a look at... I What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, we've got a, a sample team on the screen here for people looking over on YouTube as well. We'll talk it through for the podcast as well. But this is just a bunch of what we would describe as like a popular team out there um, with, again, a lot of the reactions to some of the preseason games. Harry yeah. Sheasel sitting there at D1. Tom Stewart, D2. Hayden Young, D3. Elliot Yo D4. We do have Zachy Williams there at the moment. So what we would try to do to fix this situation, if we get rid of a Zachy Williams at this stage, we are... We're not left with a whole lot of cash to fix it up. So at the moment, this, again, team is filled with a bunch of cheap bench options um, and popular players in there. When we get rid of Zach Williams, the only way we can go sideways is to someone. I think there's a player. What's his name? Um, is it Massimo? He's a guy that you could maybe... Some people are talking about him. 467. So even in this team, we still have to find some kind of cash. Yeah. Um, and again, I think for, for you and I, at least that represents going to someone that hasn't really. I've been never on the really radar. considered it. He's also only he played a, a decent game last time, but there was no Carl Amon, so I'm not ruling it out. But it does feel like a bit of like a forced kind of a move. Another player we also might consider would be a Connor Buderick, but again, you're trying to find an extra 60k yeah, or so to, to make change. that to make that work. Plus, he still has that early buy around. You've got that moist run that the Suns have as well. You do. You do. Um, so. Maybe you're keen on him, maybe you're not. But outside of those options, which, again, I'm not super thrilled with, I don't love a whole lot of them. So this is where we're going to go to that next price tag, which, like you said, is that Elliot Yo, Hayden Young, um, maybe a little bit more, but then those Jordan Clarks. um, Who's the Adelaide guy? Um, Yeah, uh, Hinge. I mean, the question you always have to ask yourself is, like, where is it going to compromise you elsewhere? So, I mean, if you have a look at sort of the forward line there, you've got guys, Flanders, Adams. Um, Are you looking at, obviously, going down to a guy like Fisher, um, who's also a popular pick that then frees up a little bit of cash in that regard as well? Or you've got Grundy. Can you go to X-Airy to free up cash to bolster your your defense? So, I guess those are kind of questions that each individual have to kind of ask himself and see whether that's the right option for them. Yeah, so we'll come back to that throughout the podcast today and sort of have a bit of a fix around when we start talking about um, some of those other like strategies you can do to free up that cash. Yeah. But while we're still on the defense line, let's talk rookies um, in terms of are we... Like in that team, we had some cheap options on there. Yeah. Some of us are maybe still rolling with the Daniel Curtin on mm. our bench. He didn't get onto the game very early in the match sim uh, last week. So, yeah. and he's a bit more expensive in that two, I think he's around 280. Yeah. Um, kind of begs the question of job security. So job that, security, scoring capacity, you're paying a bit more for him. Do we spend down and just get like a, like Toby Pink, like we've kind of joked about him most of the season, but he, he's still kind of there. Yeah, um, and I mean, if we want to go, I think he's similarly priced, but if we want to go to a little bit cheaper, Gibkus, Gibkus. we think he has good job security at Richmond, but there's obviously the, the hamstring issues that he's coming back from, hoping to make a... a um, a better tilt of it this year, but the scoring we know is not going to be there. None of these guys are going to want on field. Yes, so it's um, it really kind of does beg that question, especially if we don't get Zach Williams is kind of where we go there. Can I ask you what I yeah. think is a somewhat interesting question as well? Yeah. There's a couple of people uh, that are floating, ourselves included, picking these uh, potential DPP defenders yeah, in Yeah, I was going to get to so, this. This is good. So looking at guys like Nick Martin, looking at guys like Carl Amon, who we hope to see on the weekend, how does that influence the structure of your defense? So I've been thinking about this as well because... Because if we're loading up on defenders and say we are going, you know, a Sheasel, Stewart, Hayden Young, Elliot Yo, 
or, or even you know uh, Jordan Clark, Elliot Yo, and yeah. Elliot Yo is sitting there at D five. We would consider like four of those guys. You know, if things go the way we would hope they do, yeah. being players that we would hold to the buy, and there's the crazy potential for five of those guys in a perfect yeah, world. And too. if Yo goes good, plus you've got a Colby McKercher, which we're all yes. picking. He has the potential to do what Sheasel did last year and stick in our teams for a long time. Yeah. If you are picking a Nick Martin or a Carl Amon, they are you know ideally going to eventually end up in your defensive line. Mm. Plus, we're going to want to get Nick Dacos in at some point as the clear number one defender. Like, how many defenders are we now going to have? And yeah. are we going to be too loaded in our defense that maybe we are sacrificing a midfield spot to have a defender there? Um, I, I think that that lends me more to not shopping at the top, top price. Yeah. So, I've been sort of weighing up, okay, can I start a Sheasel and a Stewart who... You're not really picking for value. Yeah. You're picking them because they're top six guys. And so that kind of thinking, if I am thinking eventually I'm going to have a Nick Martin or a McCurcher or both goes, guys go back there and I have a Yo, for example, at D5, hmm. there's not enough room. So I, yeah. I want to take and use that opportunity to take a few more speculative picks that um, I'm okay trading out down the line a little bit more if it does go a bit hairy. Um, because I know I've got those other guys hopefully coming back there. And if I need to, I can trade that player that maybe didn't work out or an Elliot Yo, for example. I'm, I'm happy with running the gauntlet. I don't want to test fate anymore. Trade him up to a, a midfielder, for example. Then I'm doing that. Um, but if I lock myself into like a Sheasel and a Stewart and a Young, all three of those guys I would want to keep there. Yeah. I would have a hard time trading them out for a midfielder, which might limit some of the options, I think, and... Yeah, just put me in a tough spot, I think. The other thing that I think is slightly interesting too is let's say you do go super deep with Yo and, and Clark as well. Um, they're not necessarily guys that you're looking to flip quickly either. They might be the last guys you trade yeah. in a perfect world. Like yeah. if Yo and Clark are going thereabouts, close to the top six defenders, yes, yes, they're yes. going to be guys that are a priority later, which then it begs the question if Martin gets DPP, um, Amon gets yeah. DPP early. It's like, like you said, it's getting busy back there. So it's really interesting. The, the thing is though that I do, I do, and we'll talk about pivoting a lot in this one, by going those guys that you're maybe less um, committed to yeah. when you're selecting them, if there is a guy that we haven't seen, for example, or haven't, you know, maybe it is D'Ambrosio and he does pop. Yep. Um, we, we're not confident enough to start with him, but you see a couple of rounds and he, he's going off. Yep. Going that guy that, you know, a Clark or, you know, like a Hinge or something that you're not completely committed to because you haven't selected him as a top six guy. Even if he's going okay, trading him down, freeing up that cash to bolster something else might be a an easier move to make than trading a premium that you've paid up for to go down to him. I feel like you're just a little bit less attached to those kind of players. Yeah, I think that's a fair um, point. So it, I feel like it just gives you a little bit more freedom to be flexible if an option comes up that you didn't foresee. Yeah, I, for sure. I think, yeah. Um, let us know in the comments, of course, what you're thinking for your defensive lines as well. Um, and also probably a good opportunity to um, thank everyone because I think today we got to oh yes two k two thousand subscribers I got all caught up in the uh, the, the, the Papowski bit at the start but yes well, that's thank a, you that's everyone a stat, two thousand so. there's a stat for you Jaden uh, two thousand subscribers now we love you Jaden uh, but just get a look on the team uh, thank you very much guys uh, yeah. onwards and upwards though charging for three k yeah. Luke let's yeah, yeah. go in all seriousness but I'm um, very very appreciative no, yeah. of all the support and and yeah, really we cool. always say but it's just awesome to be able to on here be on here talking 
talking shit and having discussions. Yeah. So. I can't believe there's 2,000 of you guys out there that listen to us talk shit. Uh, but we are blessed. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, let's go into the midfield. Let's do it. Talking about structure. Yes. Um, let's start at M5 and M6. Oh, this is where all, a lot of my headaches are coming. It's a very interesting spot, yeah. right? Um, and I guess this also ties into the rookie discussion. Um, so they're kind of two discussions in one. Like, are you going with the three rookies and having uh, one mid-pricer at M5, mm. having two rookies, having two mid-pricers at that M5, M6? And also, I guess the question is, what kind of mid-pricer, what price bracket are you looking at? Like, I know you're you're a fan of um, someone like uh, a George Wardlaw. Yep. Henry Hustwaite's kind of put his name up a little bit more recently. Um, plus, we've got those Nick Martins, Carl Amons, Matt Crouches, yes. Ollie Wines sitting there a little bit more expensive at 700k. Where do you see the best structure at the moment in a perfect world that you would like to be sitting at? Yeah, a lot of the structure that I've had throughout the preseason has been at, at D5, one of those, like, what we might call a more expensive mid-pricer. So, someone in that, like, Martin, um, Amon, yep. Crouch, I think is slightly cheaper than those guys, maybe. Or uh, about? Very close. I think 730, Martin, yeah. 770. So. And then at the D6 position, someone a little bit cheaper, sort of more in the Wardlaw. Um and then, like you said, Husswaite's kind of put his name up. But something that I thought was really interesting that you kind of brought my attention to more on our previous podcast the team reveal, yeah. was uh, the fact that, obviously, if you do go with a cheaper guy at that uh, M6 spot, it, it maybe doesn't leave you the room to pivot like yeah. we talked about with Minimark when he came on the show. Um, it's it's easier to pivot down than it is up in a lot of ways. You, you It is, yeah. yeah. Especially when... Like I said, you've got a number of those options to choose from, and yeah. I think that 700 to 800k bracket is the sweet spot this yep. season. Um, you know, I could build an argument that all of Nick Martin, Carl Amon, Matt Crouch, and Ollie Wines. Wines all do what we need them to do and go 95. Yeah, chances are it won't happen that way. Normally, you know, you, you have these options, and and you know, maybe one or two of them does that. But if you've at least got a couple of lottery tickets, as as Minnie Monk called it. Um, you can you can quickly just get across the guy that is is popping. Yeah. Um, whereas it's a it's a bit more of a restructure if you're going and having to find another 200k to get up to Carl Amon from uh, a George Wardlaw, for example. Whereas George Wardlaw might might be the guy, like it might be him. Yeah. But outside of him, there's not too many other options. So say for example, if you do start with a crouch at that M6, it's easy enough if George Wardlaw is popping off that you just go down to him. Yeah. And use that extra k to do something else. Maybe it is in your defence or something, something like that. Else. Yeah. Talk to me about the M1 through M4 because we, you and I, obviously a bit of group think involved as well. Is we've been kind of going with the like one out and out guy that we see as a captain option, yep. and then guys that pretty much haven't left our teams, Butter Steel and LDU. Yes, have you heard other people speak differently about that? Yeah, or is that- well, I have. I have heard a few people, and a lot of people are going with that sort of a bit more guns and rookies approach with the obviously the best eighteen and trying to hit those ceiling scores. So I can I can see some validity to that. Um, I still want to and and Selby's talked about this before and I think it's really the way I'm approaching it this way is trying to build your team from the value options up yep. rather than going from the big dogs down and and it sounds simple enough but I think it actually is very different in terms of the way you think of it so if I'm trying to think of players who can be top 8 but are cheap I'm blocking the way those guys in first, and if I have money left over and I can afford a big dog and they're just there for the captaincy, then I do that. Whereas I'm not picking my captain option first and then trying to work just out the rest. Squeeze in someone. Yeah, so when I do that, a lot of the times I am left with those options that you said. 
Um, I do still personally want to have a player that I am very happy and safe to put a captain's yeah. captaincy on those first few rounds because it's all good and well to say, oh, there'll be captaincy options coming from somewhere, but we don't know where. You yeah. know, last year it well, was based it was, on tonight's uh, scoring in the game. You might have one in the next line we talk about. Well, so. I've been saying that. I told you, man. But anyway, <laughs> he uh, yes, hey, we do. I was listening, we do, man. I was we do. Uh, but yeah, I still I want to have options, right? So I usually like to have at least two guys that I feel pretty comfortable. Yep. One of them um, usually will come from your midfield. So I don't mind personally Got going up back there as well. So. That's true. Yeah, he's always a go-to <laughs> lock-in captain. Um, so a lot of people were saying, you know, I don't. No one. Priced over 105. I think that's you can do that. You can go a 110 guy. Okay. Uh, I probably wouldn't be shopping at the Bont price tag, but 110, 111, 112. I think it's okay as long as you've got value elsewhere and you are confident that that person is a captain week in, week out. A little bit off topic. Do you think I'm being pessimistic to say that it, it would be pretty lucky if Butters, Steel, and LDU all do what we hope for? Am I being pessimistic there? Um, look. It I'd consider myself would it very lucky. Shock me, but the good thing about that price tag is those players are not unknowns. Like it's not mm. they're not George Wardlaws. Like these are proven guns. Yeah. Um and two of them well, Jack Steele's been there before. Zach Butters is a rising star. LDU's a rising star. Like these guys are they're the best midfielders in their teams, essentially. Like you said, we can go down to the guy who's popping if need be. Yeah, if it and, all and you've got options. Ship. So like I think there's a little bit less speculation with those players compared to the other guys. So I do feel more confident that they will all at least do decently well. And even if they just hold their price because they are a little bit more expensive, they are still on any given week at, you know, if they go an average of 100, they'll pop 120 every every second week or so. So it's still it's useful to have. Um, Let's um, pop back over to yeah. the screen and um, potentially talk about like a three rookie structure because it's yeah. something that I've heard getting around a little bit. I don't know how confident I feel so about let's, it So let's maybe tie this back into the defensive line because this could be a solution for people if okay. they want to want to go up. So yeah. say, for example, you, you, you're happy with a Matt Crouch, but you're not sold on those halfback types or or, or um, you know Ollie Wines. You then move a Colby McKercher, who's got the captaincy badge right now. That's... That's how much faith we have in him. Um, and you move Jeremy Sharp on field. He's the guy that we're sort of yep. talking about here. He's the sort of the pivot option. Um, that pick. means then you're going down to, say, someone like a you know, Jai Clark, for example, on your bench. So you've essentially freed up about 300K going from Wardlaw down to Clark. Yep. So using that 300K, now we have the funds to go and get that 700, 600K defender. So whether that be someone like a Kadeen Coleman or your boy uh, Jordan Clark, yeah, that could definitely be an option for people who previously were in that um, structure where they had the two rookies. And I've even got more cash left over now mm. to maybe get some rid of some of these dodgy rookies like a Sean Manor who I don't expect to be there. Um, you know, maybe Ethan Phillips can go up to someone like a Gibkiss yeah. or something yeah. like that. That to me, compared to the previous structure feels a little bit better. Um, it just it does if Williams isn't what we've been expecting him to be. However, Zach I, Williams? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Do you yes, know what yes, I mean? Yes. If we could have Williams, I'd feel better having Williams than, I would than Sharp on field. And, but obviously, that's the unknown at the moment. The risk of this one here... So, you basically, you're swapping out uh, a Wardlaw 
Williams for a Sharp and Clark. So you're going two guys who are mid-prices, yeah. cheaper options to one guy who's closer to the top, one guy who's cheaper. So a bit more of that guns and rookies strategy. Um, but if you think both guys are, are best 22, um, that's, that's pretty solid. You're probably going to get more cash generation from a Jeremy Sharp. Um, the flip side, however, is now you're bringing another guy onto your bench. So this is where I do like the two rookies because... You've got these two guys here, and if Sharp's on your bench, you don't have to shop around on those maybe more speculative yeah, players that vestible. are maybe vestible um, on your bench, and your cash generation is maybe a bit more secure. Um, so that's the risk, the downside. I, and we'll obviously talk about the rucks and the forwards in a second as well, but just looking at that, if I was to free up some cash, I don't think I would free up cash with three rookies, just my personal preference. I think yep. in this particular lineup that we're looking at now, I think I'd try and free up cash in the forward line. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely another play. So, or you could even free it up in the ruck line because we've yeah. got two cheaper rucks, but there is an even cheaper ruck that we could go to. So going to Max Gorn down to a Tristan Jerry, for example. Jesus, we're freeing, uh, we're we freeing up a lot. We can't go... Gorney away. Gorney's got to stay oh, after yeah. the big performance. And, uh, and, and a Grundy, who everyone's locked into their side. If you go him down to a Tristan Sherry, you also bank another 100k there. So that might be another option, say, for example, if you wanted to get, um, you know, maybe with a few other tweaks, littler moves here and there, you can you can maybe make that cash to get that Jordan Clark move in. But well, that's that's a good segue. Let's get, uh, let's get our delicious mugs back on the screen and uh, let's talk some rucks in more detail. Yeah, so the ruck op- option line. So we're talking... Basically, now we've got the, the cheaper options that we had on the screen there, but some people are still considering the set and forget, or at least one of those uh, boys there. Uh, Marshall seems to be gaining popularity a lot recently um, just because of how he finished the end of last season. Yeah. He looks good in the practice matches. All that's fine. I still personally think with the issues we're facing in other lines, in our forwards and defenders especially, you're going to need that cash. And with the value options maybe a bit less confident in those lines... Yeah. You bank away the value that seems super right there. It's in your face. Like yeah. these guys are value. So um, I feel super confident in those. So I, I you, you can do what you want, but I personally would be going. <laughs> you can do what you want. You can go, I'd be personally going one of those value three. I, I, I can't really get behind personally spending up for either English or Marshall this season. Can we talk pivoting in the rucks as well? Because obviously there'll be people who think, hey, Grundy's value, um, X Aries value. Gorn's obviously value, but they might go the cheaper options. Does that leave you up the creek without a paddle if Gorn pops off and you just can't get to him? The, the thing is, you talk about potentially guys that can like take your season away from you if you don't have them to start. Mm. What if Max Gorn comes out and just averages 120 for the first? Yeah. It's not even outside of the realms of possibility. Very, very possible. Very so, possible. So do you almost have to safeguard yourself against getting gorned? Well, this is why I'm such a big gorn guy, because I see him as a guy that can do that. And the other thing that you can do, and I'm not saying that you plan to do this, but the option presents itself to you with the Max Gorn having the round six early buy and Grundy having the round five early buy. Say, for example, you get to that round six, trade him to Grundy, and you don't miss any of your ruck lines. You still get someone who's maybe still coming up in price. Depending, um, on, what's depending on what's happening. It might be a cash grab to fix something else up. Now, I'm not saying you plan for that, but it, it gives you more flexibility. Yeah. Um, whereas if you start Grundy and not Gorn, you don't have that option because obviously Gorn has his buy after Grundy. So um, there's that. Obviously, if you're just strictly trying to save as much cash as possible, I can admit that Grundy has a higher upside based on his price than Gorn does simply yep. because he's just a whole bunch cheaper. Yeah. But there 
it's not always about that, I don't think. So, but again, I, I do think all three of those options are good picks, really. Well, let's let's have a play then, um, because if we do take Grundy, let's say down to Cherry, Cherry. let's yeah, yeah, see yeah. what that frees up for us in terms of structure and what we might be able to. So Grundy down to Cherry gives us that extra bit. So now I've got 171k sitting there. We already fixed up our defensive line, so say we're pretty happy with that. Let's maybe see what if we can move this one back and maybe get someone back into the midfield. That gives us 408k. Does that give us a hust weight? I know it's... I don't think it quite not, not does. Quite. So a hust weight is 429. So we're yeah. about 20k short of there. So if that was the only move you made, maybe you still prefer Grundy and you, you really don't want to move any of these guys, maybe in that case, it's not worth it. And yeah. you go back up to Grundy and yeah. you go with that three rookie lineup. But say, for example... You're not 100% sold on like a Taylor Adams. Well, you might look at Taylor Adams, James Jordan, Sam Flanders in the same forward line and see that we've got three buys there. Yeah, the plus if you had bit. Grundy there before so as well. So perhaps you look at it like you're about to say and, yeah. and you're a little bit flexible on Taylor Adams. So maybe Taylor Adams goes down to someone like, uh, and, and it's actually not that big of a saving, but it's it's enough to kind of, okay, now I can get my Henry Huss weight if I wanted to you know, go that way. Um, maybe I can now do a James, uh, uh, Finlay McRae who didn't play much there and you can get him down to uh, Caleb Windsor. Windsor. Okay, so just these little little savings here, 504k. I'm getting closer to a, to a Wardlaw now who is, what's he at? 552. So I need to make another 50k. The last thing we can maybe do here is go a nat 5 down to someone like uh, where is he? McKenzie, McKenzie yeah. who is a bit cheaper. Your boy McDonald, you almost clicked on McDonald. there, you, and George Wardlaw now becomes... Is that, that, That's not zero, is it? Oh, close. 4K off. So, yeah. <laughs> so now I can afford George Wardlaw by taking those haircuts. So it's, it's a structure change, kind of, but it's not really. Like, I've still got that cheap R2. Yep. Um, so I haven't gone from, like, a premium to a mid-pricer. I've gone mid-pricer to a cheaper mm. mid-pricer. Um, Fisher's still in that similar bracket to what a James, what a Taylor Adams was. Yep. Um, maybe not quite the upside, but you're saving yourself around five by. And again, you've gone mid pricer to a chipper mid mid pricer, and I've been able to keep my two rookie midfield structure yep. and get a George Wardler on. So you you wouldn't believe it. The team's starting to look like Mitch's team. <laughs> <laughs> starting to look a bit How more did like that happen. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like it, I guess it just comes down to: Do you want to just take? Uh, how confident are you on those like little haircuts? Yeah, like are you really gung ho on getting a five in? Yeah, and if that's your opinion, then maybe it's not worth doing all these little little haircuts. If if you kind of see them all as a bit of a Eh, like you know, they're they're all a similar value to you. Then I see that as maybe a better way to go because then you probably do preserve the ability to do some more pivoting that way, rather than having to do big changes in and going guys way down, guys way up um, to to get a guy that does pop. So I guess it just depends on how you see those differences. Last thing I want to ask you about yep. um, the ruck line is R three. Because yeah. it's it's obviously a popular notion, just people talking about different strategies there. Well, How much are you willing to pay? Do you want the red dot? What's what? Yeah, you I mean the the Jordan Sweet thing was there for a while. It seems to have gone away recently with people sort of not sure how concrete he is in that R one. And I, I tend to agree. It it seems very difficult to pay up 180k from a basement player to get someone who may or may not last three rounds. Yep. Um. So the other option is Conway for the. Uh, the Cats, 
I can't trust Geelong as far as I can throw them. So I, <laughs> I have a, a bit of trouble, you know, paying the next 100000 for someone who he's played one game in his career. Um, and Geelong, just... It's tough. You Geelong. Don't, you don't hear anything out of Geelong, do you? So personally, I, I, I'm happy going with that cheap 200k, especially yeah. with the fact that we are having to potentially pay up in defence. I yeah. think we're going to need that cash for our on-field team to be looking half-decent. So that's the way I'm leaning, but... Yeah, if someone puts their hands up and the value looks undeniable and there are other options that present themselves over the next few rounds, then we can potentially look at that. But yeah, I think the 200K is firming as the my preferred option personally, um, just for cash. There's no more talked about line this preseason than the forward line. Forward line. So structure-wise, do you see the forward line as dictating your overall structure or is it the other way around now? Is our defense with the lack of rookie options dictating what we need to do in the forward line? Yeah, well, the other thing about the forward line is there seems to be a bunch of rookies putting their hands up. You yeah. talk about yeah, Harley Reid's obviously been there all season, yeah. but your Caleb Windsor, who's been playing well. I think He's playing he played well, well right tonight. now, yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie Lazaro, who's under 300K. Darcy Wilson looks pretty good in their Saints game. Um, Oh, Sex Pistol. Yes, the, uh, Alex Sexton. Who's pow, a, pow, pow, pow. A little bit more than a rookie price, but he's, he's pretty cheap. So there's a yeah. few guys putting their hands up there. So um, Orazio Fantasia, another guy who played tonight. I haven't looked at his stats. But um, a few cheaper guys there that y- you can sell yourself a bit more than some of those defensive rookies. Yeah. So I think that that is allowing us to go cheaper there in order to pay up in the other lines where we're not as confident. So that's where we talk about rookies dictating our structure. Mm. Where are the rookies? I think this season so far, at least, it looks like they're in the forward line for the most part. So going two or three in your forward line and still having decent ones on your bench looks more possible in that line than any other line. I know you were toying with this and are still somewhat toying with it. Is it a premium pick at F1 in terms of some people were were or may still be looking at McRae? Obviously, people have the Flanders on the mind, um, even with that early buy. Do you see it as a, I'm picking a gun at F1 and then I'm speculating? Yeah, I think I am leaning that way. There is... Uh, there's still room for me to not, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna have to be because several players really put their hand up and okay. say I need to be picked. Yeah. Then just me finding the cash to do something else elsewhere. Like okay. uh, again, if you sort of go through your team and pick the players that you know are most important first, and then fill in those spots that you're not too sure of. Flanders at this point right now was one of those early picks for me to say. I think I'm going to need him. Yeah. Um, and I don't see so far like the James Jordans, the Cam McKenzies, the Nat Fives, based on what we've seen before these community series games saying, I absolutely need to be picked and there's not enough room now for me to get Flanders in plus all those rookies. Uh, I, I still think there's you know plenty of room for Flanders to be there. So that's how I'm kind of thinking about it at this stage. But we'll see. We'll see. I know we've we've mentioned it a couple of times already, but the thing that that does is allow you to pivot down if you Defense if for whatever needs. reason Flanders yep. becomes you know undeniable oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and you need to you need to get him in or or it's McRae or something like that yep. then you can you have room to move there I think as yep. well which uh, we've said a couple of times but I think it's important. Just on that, we haven't talked about McRae for a while, but he is one hundred percent not starting in my team this year because. I'm just shit scared of that that hamstring. I also just don't see a world where his role is better with players like Sanders, James Harms coming to this team. Yeah, you're a little jaded on McRae. 
A little bit, but but I feel very strongly that he should not be in anyone's starting team. I think it's uh, contagious because I so, feel that way as well. But. Yeah, I would I would not be going there, even though he obviously doesn't have the early buy. I'm just not not in on McRae, um, even though he spent time in my team early season. Let's let's kind of name a few of those. Um, we'll call them those cheaper mid price guys in the four line, and then I also want to talk about how many of them can you have because I think when these yeah. guys start popping their heads up, there's almost a temptation of. Shit, I've got to catch them all. Yeah, that's <laughs> Do you right. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you might end up with, uh, as um, Minimug put it, uh, you know, five lottery tickets. And yeah, you sold the house. You're and kind of wasting your money if you buy five lottery tickets. Like we you, said, I mean? like, they could all work, but the chances are they're not all going to work, or they're not all going to work at the level that some of them will. Like, there'll be better ones, there'll be worse ones. So, Fife, Mackenzie, Powell, Fisher... Um, Taylor Adams is a little bit more on the, the yeah. top end of that. Who yeah. who else have we got that I'm that James I'm Jordan? There. James Jordan goes. Uh, you call well. Sexton a part of that that kind of level? He's closer to 400k than 300k. So um, like the names do start to. There's, there's a few. There's a few rolling through there. there. Uh, Billing, some people uh, like as well. Connor McDonald stocks down after the yeah, weekend, so he's probably down. Um, there's a few. Um, Three. I I think three is probably as much as I would go. Okay, okay. I think three... So three and two rookies, Yeah, three and two rookies, or if you if there's three obvious ones and you go a Fisher down... Oh, sorry, a Flanders down to, to those three, that's where it'd go. I'm also toying around with just having two and having three rookies there as well. Again, it's going to come down to, like, these next few preseason games, who's screaming, pick me? Who's, like, the... Is, is there a, a, a person that emerges as, like, the clear guy? Okay. Are there still question marks on all of them? Are there still question marks on some of them? Um, they're all, there's a world where each one of them has a, a, a world where they, they're the guy. So I'm not really going to talk anyone in or out of any of them. Yeah. Um, but just be wary of going too crazy, I think, because it's unlikely that they're all going to do what we want them to. Yeah. yeah. Let's quickly um, jump over to the full yeah, yeah, line yeah. and just see if we can do some fancy dancing in there and... Um so finish this. Team well, so who, off. well, who who do you like in in the forward line? Is there is there someone that stands out to you just um off your own? I mean, Fisher looked so Fisher looked very good in uh, yep. in the half that he played the other played day. Played a half. Is, it is you know somewhat concerning, but I think they're they're just easing so, back in. So I think well, Fisher stands out. Can we play around just you know because some people might be. Let's play around with the forward line where Fisher is F one. So where okay. we don't let's have a look and see what that let's looks say like. Say we're really averse to the Flanders buy. Okay. Let's so in say, that case, you're probably looking at. The next guy maybe would be, I mean, are you looking at someone like in this case, like a Tom Powell? Okay, let's go Powell, then throw sort of like a Fife-McKenzie combination a five. Or, or a Jordan in there. Maybe like a Jordan. We've got Fife the cash. Jordan combination. So this gives us with a bit of extra cash left over to play around. So this might be an option where if so you wanted to do that. take Wardlaw to now, Yeah, so now you could go Wardlaw up to if you were looking for someone. Let's go Nick Martin. Yeah, can we, we can afford, afford him. Yeah, we can afford Nick Martin there. So we've I mean, got that Nick Martin. look horrible. So, yeah, I mean, that, that could be an option where if you are keen on some of those guys. Now, we've gone the four here now. Yeah. Um, which, look, like I said, I, I didn't want to go more than three, but it's, it's still a play. Um, you can have a look at this. Um, well, let's say instead, do you consider 26K. do you consider Adams to be as risky as those four we've got there? Like, let's say we you know ditch Fisher or something and we put Adams there, or 
You know, yeah, some, I don't know some if we're going to have the money to do that now. Um, so six forty nine. Then maybe if to. we went five down again, if we if we liked McKenzie, for example, he is a bit cheaper than some of the. Oh, we're looking for maybe this guy. It's the a guy that tiger. that people are all all about. Um, rightfully so. So say he sits there. Now I could afford that Taylor Adams pick if I wanted to still have someone that I see as a premium. I've got sixty seven k left over if I wanted to maybe get someone up to that Darcy Wilson. I want to strengthen my bench up here, and that maybe makes me feel a bit better. Because we also got to remember our bench. Like, we don't want those rookies yeah, that are just going to be dead, dead weight. So, you, know what um, you know what I've just realized this video is? It's a multiple team reveal. It's a multiple team <laughs> reveal. Yeah, it is. It's literally just what we do it's, every every it, afternoon, yeah. just fucking around it's with a, that team. Here's like eight different teams. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your one you want. <laughs> but like, it's, it's those kind of decisions, decisions that you're going to have to make in terms of like how much more do you like a Fife than a Sexton? And um, what does that cash afford you to do? And these are the kind of structure things that I'm playing around with. Um, so Are we putting the clickbaity team reveal? Maybe we should. Team reveal 3.0, 4.0 and 5.0. Yeah, just all five. Multiple team reveals. Get around it. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess just some of these... I mean, if you haven't considered some of these structures um, in your team, then then I would encourage you to at least play around with it and see yeah, what it looks sure. like. Try the the three rookie structure. See what that looks like. See what other players you can afford. Try the two rookie structure if you've had three there the whole time. You know, go with the cheaper ruck if you've been having a marshal there and see what that can do. I would definitely encourage it as a as a good experiment before you you know, we all sit there with the structure we've had for the most of the preseason and we uh, get I've just quickly crunched the numbers on that team and it's good. It's Zero gonna, good. It's going to be a winner. It's the Hilux. It's the car winning Thank team. Thank you, Papowski. I'll just duck off camera. Thanks, Jaden. Yep. <laughs> and I'm back. So it's good to still have him in the studio with us. There you go. We've got him locked in our basement, it seems. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, so yeah, definitely have a play around with it. I would yep. encourage it. Do you want to bring us back over? Oh, to the, sorry, to the mate. I got us there, but I didn't uh, bring us back on there. You're so busy. yeah, that'll do for us today. Our next podcast, we're going to be reacting to all the community series games. That'll be a little bit later on the Sunday. Normally, we drop it about that one or two o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to yep. drop it after that final game, which is the Saints and North Melbourne game. Must watch that one on Sunday. Live show coming up in a few weeks. How many people are... Oh, last I checked, we were closing on that 80 mark. So uh, just okay. a few more to get to that first target of 100. So yep. if you have it already, go hit that round one live show, which will be basically the, the first game is going to be Carlton Richmond. We're not picking many players in that game. So no, really... We'll still have some fun. We'll still have some fun, right? But really that Friday night game... That's when fantasy starts. Ooh. So come around, get around us, grab your beers, knock off work or early. Or drink of your choice. Drink or your drink of your choice. Knock off work early. Tell the boss you've got better things to do and uh, <laughs> get around the Ball Boys live show. So. i got to do the subscribe thing. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Where is uh, it? Oh, it's already on there. Yeah, like and subscribe, guys. Let's go. We've hit 2K. Let's aim for 3,000. Give this video a big thumbs up. Give us the 100 uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review. We've been working very hard this preseason, so show us your love by hitting that subscribe, thumbs-up button, and we will see you guys next time. Bye! Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.